Hello and welcome to ProPrac. I'm Kira Burkirek. And I'm Nicole Breeden. You're listening to How Are You Today, a spin-off series where we'll call an artist and check in with how coronavirus is affecting them mentally and physically and ask them to share their worries and their hopes for the future. Hello. 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 Hey, Amelia. Amelia. How are you going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're good. good. All right. How are you today? Ever since you emailed me with that saying the name of the podcast, I've been turning that question over in my head kind of every hour and coming up with a different answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's it's really hard to answer. I think... um, and I guess I was reflecting on why it's so hard to answer how how am I today. I think it's because everyone's experience um, in the current moment is so polarised. Mm. Like, the differences are so dramatic between the people who are the most vulnerable, who are finding themselves kind of out of work and their health is at threat, to the other side of people who are kind of overworked um, mm-hmm. and not, not affected in a health crisis yeah and it's such a particular experience I think that it's not it's not universal it's really different based mm-hmm. on individual circumstances mm-hmm. but in terms of how I am I'm feeling quite good today I think because I attended my very first zoom public program last night which was oh, the launch it was really wonderful. It was the launch of um, our magazine issue 14.1 on care. And it was a beautiful um, coming together of readings across the country um, over Zoom. And it was very inspiring and a really nice reminder that we can still feel connected despite um, distance. Yeah, yeah that's so great. It's um it's been amazing whenever I've had a experience either uh, something like VCA's art forums or having little crits with friends or viewing someone's performance online how much that re-energizes me and I had kind of forgotten how much viewing art and being with community like really fills you up because you kind of you know, quickly adapt to what are the circumstances that are happening to you right now and are just kind of getting on with things. And then when you're like, oh, this huge part of my life <laughs> that I like, yeah. haven't been able to access. Um, and that's, yeah, that's how fantastic that is. Exactly. That's exactly what I've been feeling. And I think there's a sense of kind of acceleration um, at this moment, even though, you know, some things are slowing down, other things are um accelerating in terms Mm. of kind of juggling you know care work with waged work and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things that are um you know like a personal struggle for me right now so Mm. it was a really good reminder to make time to to listen and to come together and not just be in my own bubble of of work and caring Um, yeah, you touched on it just a sec for a second there, but um, how have you personally been affected by what's happening? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been, um, the, the biggest effect has been the closure of schools and childcare centres, and that's mm-hmm. affected me both personally and, and professionally. I have a five-year-old son um, who my partner and I 
transitioned to um to homeschooling he's in four-year kinder so it's not mm-hmm. not full you know six hours a day sitting down but it's still you know he has meetings with teachers over zoom and has kind of um you know a lot of play built into his routine yeah. but it's been a really big shift because um for so long society has kind of demanded that we separate you know reproductive labor from from productive labor I'm doing totally. inverted commas with my fingers but you know the, yeah. the work that pays us that you know that's really separate from from the work we do um you know whether we have children or not that can still be the work of you know reproducing ourselves cooking ourselves meals washing mm-hmm. dressing preparing our house for sleep you know all those all that work is kind of um undervalued and and made invisible so now that a lot of children are home and a lot of work is still expected a lot of wage work is still expected to be carried out I think Mm -hmm. um there's a, a big kind of uh combination of things that are happening in that uh, we can't ignore that kind of work anymore and yeah. it's not possible um, to have a meeting over Zoom without some kind of um, interruption from mm-hmm. my child or mm-hmm. it's not, um, you know, no longer are those things held at bay. Um, they're interconnected and it's messy, but they always were. We were just pretending yeah. they weren't. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And, some, and someone was doing the job of making that so... Yeah, carrying exactly. that, carrying that carrying weight that unseen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'm coming away from it with you know even kind of deeper, deeper respect for the work of like of carers and educators, and also just hoping that um, in our professional lives we can we can embrace that kind of work as well and and know that one that that they're not two separate things; they're actually interrelated, and that. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't need to divide these two domains of like the public and the private, that actually it's it's healthier if we um, can expose both those worlds mm-hmm. to our, our friends and colleagues rather than mm-hmm. separate them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you said that, I mean, you obviously sound like you have a lot uh, on your plate right now, um, but uh, have you found any kind of projects that you've been you know, that's, that have been inspiring you outside of work at the moment and, uh, you know, caring for family that you, you've uh, begun, any ISO projects? Oh, I mean, that answer is that, yeah, work and, work and family have been yeah. huge for me these last few weeks. I did yeah, decide, absolutely. yeah, I, I did just buy a trampoline. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's my, my ISO. For um, you? To release. Well, I mean, I'm pretending it for my son, but yeah, it's right. for me. Yeah, great. Trampolines are best. Yeah, but I, I think my biggest achievement has probably been reading um, three of the Moom and Troll chapter books to my son. I don't know if you've read Moom and Troll, but they're nice. really fantastic books. Cool. That's, that's something that I've been enjoying. I mean, it's still it's still family, but it's um, yeah. something that wouldn't have happened without this moment where, like, now we have time to sit down and read read whole chapter books and, um, yeah. you know, just listen and, and be together. So that's, oh, that's, that's really nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously also um, professionally like your workplace being West Base has had to dramatically shift and change things uh, like very quickly as well yeah. um, is there anything that um, West Base is kind of 
working on at the moment um, that is kind of in response um, to what's happening or um, have you like been discussing that or is um you know what what's yeah. that's, happening, definitely. what's happening <laughs> what's happening yeah workspace is in um i mean i want to say a unique position but also 50 other organizations um across australia are in the same position of losing our ongoing four-year funding from australia council amidst yeah. the pandemic so it's a really particular experience that we we you know we share with um kind of comrades across Australia but it's particular in that um you know it's a time to recalibrate the organization but it's it's mm-hmm. come at a time when we can't physically come together and we can't um you know uh celebrate our exhibition program and we can't be together as as staff so mm-hmm. it's definitely been been challenging but our approach kind of as a team um working really closely with Andy Butler and Thea Jones and Tamsin Hopkinson Uh is to, we've pulled back. Uh, At first the instinct was to create and produce and to go digital and to keep active and remind everyone how important we were. Mm -hmm. Um, But that impulse faded quite quickly. And we actually realised that we we can use this to reflect and Mm. to support artists um, who we're already working with, you know, support them through their grant applications, through continuing to work on their exhibitions, through um, pushing our program back so that uh, 2021 is like a, a bumper year of amazing commissions and using this as a lead time to work towards them. Mm-hmm. So our exhibition program is is um, in, in some ways unchanged, but then we've also had this other really fulfilling initiative that we've been doing with um, Blindside, Caves uh, and King's Artist Run and that's mm-hmm. called Constant Ecologies and the four organisations have come together to release a series of at-home residencies and we were trying to think of the best ways we could support artists at this time and we came up with this model where, you know, artists, artists have remunerated a fee to stay in their own home and produce or research or, um, you know, begin to think mm. about an artwork related to the theme of ecology. Mm. And we wanted this to be without pressure to present something. Mm. There isn't an option for an outcome towards the end of the year, but it felt really important that it that wasn't the premise because I wouldn't want to put the pressure to produce on anyone at this point in time. Yeah. And, yeah you know, acknowledging this is a really distracting, um, difficult time to work, you know, I think um, it's it's incredibly hard to focus and to um, produce. So, yeah, uh, yeah it felt really important that, this, you know, this this is money to research and if you, at the end of it, you, you, you don't want to put that into an outcome, then we 100% support that. But this is to support the research and the thinking. So that felt really, really nurturing and um, yeah. it felt really good to put that out into the world. That's so good. And I, I think that that's really interesting that Westpace has taken that approach of like stepping back and kind of providing yeah, a space of care and reflection. Um, I was discuss- like chatting with a friend the other day how very quickly there was a lot of um, 
people kind of putting their hands up and putting things out for like digital works and Mm. often from organisations or spaces that might not actually normally foster that within their normal programming and who might not actually have the capacity to um, work with people or have like um, had those ongoing relationships with people who work in digital forms and not to say that people who work outside of those forms can't then go into working in them but it just seemed very interesting how all of a sudden everyone was like oh yeah you know we're we're totally down for you doing this kind of stuff and it seemed a little bit fake and a little bit insincere and um and while it's great to you know have things for people to be working on and outcomes um there also seemed to be missing this kind of like idea of um yeah reflection and the hardships that artists are facing right now and what do Mm -hmm. they need to get through this time Uh, and how can we come out on the other side kind of in a stronger position than when we kind of went into isolation so yeah absolutely and I'm also interested in thinking about the digital and the exhibition you know not being in opposition Um, Mm. how can they kind of coexist Um, you know so it's not just digital is replacing the exhibitions until we're allowed to reopen and then it goes away you know how um you know because it provides um digital you know engagement provides an amazing kind of access opportunity and um how can that be kind of built into a program in a organic Mm. way that sustains you know like like the um to i guess to return to the Mm. unlaunch that was a really Mm -hmm. beautiful um experience and you know we yeah. got to hear from emily johnson in um reading from north america um in new york in lepane country so how amazing to have that provided to us yeah. yeah and i think it'll be really interesting to see what forms actually do kind of lend themselves more to being in digital format and like you know um kind of more easily reached by people and able to be more accessible as well yeah yeah it will be really interesting to see yeah and And we are yeah absolutely and we we are um working on some kind of digital commissions as well but it's just a much slower pace where it's more um we're kind of taking um the approach of trying to conserve energy of both artists and staff and Mm, it to be a way of like you know what are you already working on what are you already thinking about I mean kind of this podcast sort of does the same kind of thing you know it's it's you're asking the questions that are already I'm already asking myself and you know the Mm -hmm. the things I'm already reflecting on and I suppose that's the approach we're taking with these um you know, kind of small digital commissions, you know, what are you mm-hmm. thinking about? What are you doing? You know, would you like to share them with a wider audience? And mm, yeah. can, we, can we be a platform for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and, I mean, you know, if things are in a bit of a state in the world at the moment, but, you know, if there's any silver lining or um, anything that, you know, is there anything that you're hopeful for um, coming out mm. the other side of this? Yeah, I mean... Um, on a on a micro level um, or a personal level yeah there's definitely lots I want to take out in terms of like my my work-life balance and Mm. how I want to use my time at work and use my time at home Um, you know and everything I was saying before about the kind of force separate the force separateness of those things that that's Mm -hmm. something I want to be 
be continuing to like think about and work to undo. And then also, um, yeah, thinking about uh, this is, I owe this to a conversation I had with Faye and Evie as well about the the access that these digital initiatives can provide to people, um, you know, who might live remotely or to people who yeah. might have um, other access issues. You know, how can we build into our programs this level of digital connectivity that doesn't replace um, the physical side but exists in tandem? You know, mm. I think it, you know, can all talk start to become live streamed or at the very least um, transcribed and shared? You know, can we work, can we get better at um, sharing exhibitions and writing and video links digitally rather than having to hold on to this experience of needing to see them in the space? You know, what? Mm. How, can we, how can we keep working to have the two coexist is something yeah. I'm interested in taking mm. going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah I'm excited about that too yeah I think it um can do a lot in terms of kind of global connectivity as well um I think it's yeah I think I think of course there's something really special about seeing a exhibition in person and um you know there's something that's also really draining about scrolling through exhibitions on Instagram <laughs> but what what's the middle ground there mm, you know mm-hmm. what can exist between those two experiences yeah mm-hmm. how can it be something new and interesting um, yeah and something different yeah, yeah. for sure that's yeah. yeah um well I think that's a nice place to leave it but I I just want to ask um do you have any public Instagram or websites that you want to share with us so that people can um, kind of keep up to date with what is going on with you? Oh, yes. Um, well, my personal Instagram, Amelia Wallen, features lots of pictures of my kid and my blue healer <laughs> puppy. So oh only follow along if you like that kind of content. That's the content I everyone. Need. <laughs> yeah. And my neck actually there's I should he came in the other day while I was trying to work from home on my phone and um my son Otto was holding a sign he made which was a picture of a mobile phone with a big cross through it oh <laughs> my god <laughs> protest it was, so, it was yeah it was a protest about like the anti-work from home movement um <laughs> it was it was really something um and then my yeah then there's West Bay's on Instagram as well which is where we'll um you know, you can find, people can find more details about Constant Ecologies, which is open for one more week. Applications for that close on the 15th of May and right. we'll also be launching when we slowly, slowly let our digital initiatives into the world. They'll, they'll be launched cool. on our platform too. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for cool. speaking with us today, Amelia. Well. Yeah. Thank you for the chat I'm, um, and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. It's such a nice sunny one. Okay. See you, Amelia. Bye. Bye. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and the elders of the lands that this podcast reaches you on today. We extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. How Are You Today has been generously supported by the City of Melbourne's Quick Response Grants. 
Follow us at ProPrac Podcast on Instagram or email us at propracpod at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Please stay in touch. We'd love to hear what you're up to as well.